This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Chanel Bunger with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and today I'm excited to speak with Laura Deirda, the Vice President and Editor-in-Chief at Becker's Healthcare, who keeps us updated regularly on healthcare trends she's keeping an eye on. Laura, thank you, as always, for joining me today. Why don't you take it away and tell us about some of the things that you're seeing out there? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Chanel. And I do have three stories that I brought today. Where we're really keeping an eye on um, some things that have made a splash over the last few weeks here at Becker's. First and foremost, you know, some of the things that we're closely tied to and always have been in mergers and acquisitions and transactions within the healthcare space. And overall, it looks like, you know, the number of transactions continues to increase. And especially we're hearing from Kaufman Hall, the number of financially distressed hospitals looking for a partner um, jumped significantly from 2022 to 2023 as the financial pressures became a driving force for healthcare mergers and acquisitions in the last year. And that's not likely to let up. Financial distresses were present factor or um, mentioned within 28% of transactions last year, up from 15% in 2022. And overall, there were 65 transactions last year compared to 53 in 2022. And then 16 of those transactions occurred in the fourth quarter. So you're really seeing that accelerate um, as the year goes on. The report also noted that the percentage of transactions in which the smaller party had an A minus credit rating or higher is holding steady. So that's really telling us and showing us that even hospitals and small health systems that are not necessarily today financially struggling or in a space where they desperately need a partner, they're looking ahead and seeing, you know, a lot of the different economic factors are really playing a part in their decision-making process and thinking through, you know, if we want to be a competitive health system in the future, you know, we can't keep going along the same way that we have been. Otherwise, we'll get into a place where we're financially struggling. And so they're looking for partnerships, buyers, and and others who might be able to help them sooner than that and, and really keep it a strong space. We were also zeroed in on the fourth quarter transactions, which averaged an annual revenue of the smaller party was around $647 million. So that's still a significant uh, size health system that is the um, smaller party within the transaction. The total transaction revenue was around $10.4 billion. Hospital financial performance also stabilized in the last year, according to Kaufman Hall's monthly hospital flash reports. Um, with the average margin in November being around 2%, which is increased from negative numbers at the start of the year, but still below the 3 to 4% range for nonprofit hospitals that they typically consider to be sustainable. So that, again, speaks to the tension that a lot of the hospitals and health systems are facing when they look at, you know, maybe we're not in um, complete distress right now, but what does it look like in the future? Are we headed down that road and what can we do to prevent that? Financial pressures are expected to continue over the next 12 months, which will drive even hospitals and health systems um, that are in a strong position to seek these creative solutions. And another trend that emerged from the report was looking at academic health systems, really coming to the rescue more of community hospitals through creative alignments, partnerships, and sometimes acquisitions as well to ensure there's access to care. 
Um, schools overall had a challenge in 2023 with the margins continuing to be, um, you know, experiencing challenges after the worst financial year ever in 2022 and recovery being slow. The inflation short and shortages of the workforce, as well as um, materials and, and other things um, are driving cost increases while reimbursement hasn't caught up. So many hospitals are undergoing, um, needing to undergo infrastructure improvements as well and digital transformation, the new, new EHRs, they want to take advantage of artificial intelligence. There's so many different opportunities out there, but they don't have the um, cash to do that or aren't in the financial position to do that. And so they're looking at making sure they have the ability to improve and grow and develop with hospital partners and health systems, um, especially academic medical centers, really have a stake in making sure that they stay open because as you know, hospitals across the country have closed, shut down, or laid off staff, um, those patients who were impacted by the closing hospitals or, or cut services at community hospitals then go to the regional medical centers, which is often academic medical centers, crowding those spaces and putting them in a position where they're having to deal with um, increased patient volume, challenges with throughput, and not being able to serve their immediate communities as well as they had been. So making sure that services are able to stay within the regional communities, whether they're small community hospitals, rural centers, um, really is a benefit for those academic health systems. They want to be inquiring, acquiring those hospitals if they can, or partnering with them to make sure they've got the technology and other things that they need, services, um, sharing specialists in some cases too, um, so that they're able to keep those programs and see patients close to home. Uh, so that's something that we've really been keeping an eye on and something we see playing out consistently. I think the second thing I wanted to talk about was actually a really interesting success story based on an interview I did with the CEO of Palmore Health in California, Diane Hansen. Miss um, Hansen realized that the nurse pension and problem with her health system emerged from the pandemic as they hired more travel nurses to um, really shore up some of the gaps that they had in care, um, make sure they're able to serve patients with COVID. Uh, and then as many hospitals and health systems, they saw a cost balloon as they're hiring more and more travel nurses and their full-time staff was leaving for one reason or another. So they realized that they needed to make a change and do something um, drastic in order to uh, really save costs on labor and create an internal nursing program again that would keep nurses for five plus years and really retain them. So in March of last year, Ms. Hansen decided to take action. After many discussions with her executive team, she decided to offer a a $100,000 sign-on bonus to new nurses, as well as a $100,000 retention bonus to current staff over a three-year period. The staff would have to stay for three years in order to receive the full bonus, but certainly, you know, it was a program that she felt was very important and would be able to bring in um, new staff members as well as retain her current staff. Her team debated the best approach because if they weren't successful and didn't reduce contract labor, then they would have created a new unsustainable program and put themselves in even worse financial position. Um, after much debate, the team decided on that $100,000 mark as well as three years um, to, as the time constraint there because they felt that if nurses stayed for three years, there was a higher probability that they would continue to stay on longer, that they would establish their home um, in the community and, and really continue on with the health system. The system has several clinical and non-clinical staff members that have been there for 20 plus years. 
building upon a great culture in, in the success and what Ms. Hansen said really makes her team feel like they're at home and have a health system. So far in, in the last, um, you know, almost a year now of doing the program, Ms. Hansen said that really they've been able to reduce the reliance on travel nurses and agency staffing, and their emergency department is now fully staffed with little reliance on contract labor, which it definitely was the goal. It is something that they can build upon for the next year. The bonuses um, were then, you know, extended from March to August 2023 for new staff as well as existing staff. Um, it was a big financial lift for the health system. There's no doubt about it. Um, those conversations were challenging, Ms. Hansen said, because there, you know, were so many aspects of healthcare that needed, um, you know, additional. Um, money in, in were in financial challenges, but she still felt like it was important to offer new as well as existing staff members those bonuses um, because the existing team had been there through the pandemic, um, really served the hospital and the community well. And so she wanted to make sure they were rewarded and not incentivized to leave and come back just to get the bonus. So, um, so far it's been a really successful program for them. And, and I know that in the next year, Ms. Hansen has more up her sleeve working on wellness initiatives to make sure that her team really feels taken care of and is able to take care of patients as well. So that was a fun interview and story. Definitely something to check out on the back her hospital review website. And then too, Ms. Hansen is also speaking at our annual meeting, April 8th through 11th in Chicago. Um, so, you know, if you're not coming to a meeting, you definitely should consider um, being there and being able to hear from her as well as several other executives who talk about similar success stories um, and really how they've been able to turn things around at their health systems. And the final story I wanted to touch on here today is just a quick one. Um, I, I know I'm always kind of beating the drum for some of our disruptors and technology side of things. Um, and so the big news um, coming out is on Amazon currently. Amazon is incorporating digital pharmacy into one medical to give patients and providers increased access to medication consult consultations, according to a Forbes report. As part of that program, one medical providers will be able to request drug consults from Amazon pharmacy staff for high-risk and complex and senior patients. Um, the requests are made through a messaging platform that can cover support for new patient intake, medication interactions, or reviewing side effects that could cause falls for seniors and other issues. Um, Chief Medical Officer for Amazon Pharmacy, Dr. Vin Gupta, said that you know, he's received feedback on how to make sure these resources are interconnected. Um, but he did say that this change isn't really about the money and it isn't about profitability. It was about ensuring great clinical outcomes. So definitely front of mind for um, Dr. Gupta and the team at Amazon Pharmacy, as well as One Medical. The pilot project could expand to more patients in the future. And it's just an, another example of how Amazon is integrating One Medical, um, which it acquired last year for $3.9 billion into its larger platform of operations. Perfect. Well, thank you as always for keeping us updated on all these trends and for joining me today on the Becker Healthcare Podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much, Chanel. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.